Hi, this is Chris from Chris Betts Verses. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, if you're considering donating, I would obviously appreciate it. It's uh, there's you know there's no uh, there's no Joe Rogan money going here, so anything you can give is incredibly appreciated. It'll all either go to better equipment or whiskey. Both improve my life immeasurably. So thank you again for listening. Uh, I hope that you're well. Keep enjoying it. Take care. Hello. Thanks for tuning in to Chris Betts Versus. I'm Chris Betts. It is a beautiful winter day in London with a big empty park near my house that no one's going to just in case I run up to them, make out with them, and give them the cove. That's what I'm known for on the circuit is I just run up. I only do it to pass very uh, uh, strong virulent diseases. It's not a sexual thing. It's a population control thing. I, you know, we all got to do our part for charity and I'm broke. So making out with strangers to lower the numbers is the least I can do, I guess. Uh, I don't know where that came from. Welcome to the show. This is, this was a great episode. I recorded it on uh, Wednesday, November 18th with Ahir Shah, who was my opponent, and then Garrett Millerick, who was the judge. They were both so fun. This was a this was a really really good one to do. We talked about uh, QAnon. I had to defend why QAnon is a great thing. We talked about uh, wishing that we'd spent more time appreciating, you know, being alive before COVID, where you could go out and you could do things. We all live in London, or you know, Garrett uh, moved out a couple years ago, but you know, he's, he spent years living here. And we have a long conversation about how Garrett is currently living in a hotel. Uh, despite the fact that his wife is pregnant and living with his in-laws, it's not a, it's not a marital spat or anything. It's a very ridiculous situation that, honestly, I could only see Garrett getting into. So, we have a lot of fun with that because both uh, both here and I have known Garrett for a long time. We're both good friends with him. So, that regret got really personal, which was, which is the best. There's something about it's really rare that I get to talk to someone that I know as well as I know Garrett about a regret that is so specific to his life that uh, we really get to play with it. So that was that was an absolute delight. And the speed rounds are great. It's um, It was just a really fun, very silly, very playful conversation. It was the um, Ahir got on board right away with how you play the game, uh, as I knew he would. I think I mentioned it at the start of the show, but the um, the last time he was on, I had to defend his grandmother being incredibly ill and dying very far away. And I had to say, well, that was that was just such a, a lucky stroke for him. And and I won the argument. He acknowledged that I made him feel better about it. That's what I'm here for, guys. I'm here to heal. Again, as always, just want to make clear, I don't believe any of the things that I'm arguing in this. That's not what it's about. It's about having a playful conversation about things that otherwise aren't allowed to be playful. Everyone's so angry. And it's sometimes it's good to just bullshit. That's all. I should change the name of this podcast to bullshit, but... You know, it's been Chris Betts versus the audience for years. I thought Chris Betts versus makes sense because it's not always versus an audience. Although, that being said, this Wednesday, November 25th, I am doing uh, versus the audience where you can buy tickets and you can come and you can play the game online against me with Laura Lex as the judge. Laura's amazing. She's an author. She's a comedian. She's been on TV a bunch. She's so good at the game. She was an absolute blast last time I had her on. So uh, get your tickets for that on my website. And that's thechrisbetts.com. Uh, after the podcast ended, oh, by the way, you can always stream any of these, uh, on my Twitch, which is at Chris Betts, uh, twitch.tv Chris Betts. 
or on my YouTube channel. Those are all, I put those all up there so that, um, because I think, I think it's fun to watch it happen live. Uh, and there's some things that I cut out that you maybe won't get in the podcast that, uh, that you'll, you'll, you'll get a chance to see while you're watching the live stream. And there's something about watching us really just scramble for ideas live that I think is a good time. So uh, make sure to do that. It's on every Wednesday. Other than that, is there anything else going on? I saw a friend of mine, Heidi Regan, who's a great comic, walking down the street today. She lives nearby me. And she was going to see a friend because she was feeling a little low. And she was asking how I was doing. And I, I just, I was like, well, you know, I'm not really... I'm trying not to have the lows and I'm trying not to have the highs. I'm just coasting in the middle, which feels healthy. It feels like that kind of mental health that I associated with really strong men when I was a boy. I idolized like uh, Wyatt Earp in Tombstone, Kurt Russell. It's my favorite movie, by the way. If ever you're doing a Chris Betts trivia, Tombstone is by far my favorite movie. Is it the best movie? Not even close, but it is my favorite. So yeah, so guys like Wyatt Earp and... Um, uh, Robert De Niro in Heat, that uh, that whole I am alone, I am not lonely, nothing like, you know, I never get too excited, never get too sad, which the more and more we're getting okay with feelings and expressing them and the idea that we all have them feels like, you know, repression to the point where, oh, that's why all my heroes in movies were also killing a bunch of people. So it's just that kind of repression probably isn't good. So I'm sure I'll pay some sort of debt for uh for for keeping everything mellow but for now i feel okay i'm really enjoying doing the podcast i hope you guys are enjoying listening to it guys and gals and theys but um i'm having a lot of fun it's it's nice to have a thing to do and like i said this one was an absolute blast so i hope you guys enjoy it as always if you want to hear the post-show conversation you can get it on my patreon which is patreon.com slash mr chris betts that's mr chris betts it's the same mr chris betts on instagram and twitter that's enough rambling for now Enjoy the show. So today's opponent is a good friend of mine. He's an amazing comedian. Uh, tours all over. He's looking especially brilliant today. Uh, please, in your homes, where we can't hear you or see you or even really know if you're watching, give it up for a here, Shah. Hello. Hey, buddy. Are you doing How's good? Yeah, I am. I've realized that this is sort of among the more profound social interactions that I've had during this period of lockdown already. And all I've really been doing is watching The Wire and not leaving my house. So, you know, that situation where you get too invested in something and you're like, maybe I just am Baltimore. <laughs> uh, and it's it's good to be speaking to you guys because I, it reminds me that i am in fact not baltimore yes very much so that's the um I, I remember last time i watched the wire i couldn't see two guys standing out on a corner without hearing like i got those red caps i got those <laughs> <laughs> a perfect show if no one's seen it check it out um but yeah it makes everyone feel tough until they're confronted by tough people luckily we have a uh we have a uh drug house on my street it's about oh, to fine. go because we're getting gentrified and rich people are snitches. So, uh, so, but yeah, it's been there for a few years. They're very unsubtle about it, dropping keys out of top floor windows and uh, uh, guys stumbling out a la bubbles. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's been, um, it's, I've, I've got like a daily reminder of how non-Baltimore I am. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I live yeah. next to a crack den. So. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live literally like above a crack den, and those crackheads could genuinely couldn't have been nicer. They were really <laughs> sweet. They, um, I there was a laundromat down the road, and when I would put my laundry in, uh, one of them would sing to me. That's so nice. It was really sweet. They were really, they kept to themselves. They were very peaceful people. They just wanted crack. That was all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not crack. They're not interested in me. <laughs> so, um, all right. So I'm going to be debating against a here and um, to judge the debates because, uh, well, this is an argument and a here and I are both very proud people. So we can't acknowledge when we've lost an argument. So I bring in a guest comedian and today is awesome. He's a, a great friend of mine. Again, another amazing comedian this is part of what i love about this is like like you said here i get to just hang out with comics for an hour which i haven't been able to do since march and i just miss you yeah. guys <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah comics are just really fun people <laughs> so this is this is a uh, meat cheating system uh but our judge today is great he's returning to the show uh, uh give it up if you're there for garrett millerick yay we can clap well, Garrett figures out how to turn on his computer and unmute himself. He'll get yeah. here in the end. Yeah, we'll get there. Those of you think we'll probably be able to. Uh, um, I've 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 got audio here, but it says the host won't let me. Um, oh, start my video. There, there we go. go. All right, welcome. Hey. Nice. Hey, Chris, um, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you all? Yeah, I, I would just like to say before <laughs> anything else, uh, for those watching, some of you may be able to recognize Garrett's current surroundings and background, but we all need you to know that his life is not as depressing as it currently looks. It is as depressing as it currently looks currently. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm living in, I'm spending lockdown uh, 2.0 in a, in a premiere in. This isn't just... I mean, I haven't just put this in as a Zoom background. This no. is, been, <laughs> yeah. this is a premium. Walking across the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, eating the restaurants closed because of COVID, so I'm eating all of my meals out of a BP petrol station. Unbelievable. Do they okay. sell hot stuff? Have they got it like 7-Elevens back home where there's a microwave in there? There's not a microwave, but there's a wild bean cafe, so I can, I've had a nice. lot of pasties. Um, but it's mainly, it's, it's got an M&S, so it's mainly... I've had so many pasties. I bought one of these for lunch, a super green salad, but I haven't uh, got the courage to eat it yet. That's <laughs> totally understandable. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't, mm, no. Gas station salads is, it's like gas station sushi. Just stay, just stay in your lane, gas station. I want hot dogs <laughs> and jerky. Like, give me monster and get the fuck out of my way. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Andrew, can you? you don't tell jokes all right yeah. <laughs> we've all got our roles to play <laughs> andrew can you um can you make it so the speaker view is uh, is on the all three for us please um so i'm just talking uh, for anyone not involved yes it is oh can you make it uh, for me though it's not it's not showing up for some reason oh if you change it to gallery view oh there we go cool that's my mistake i'm still learning how to use zoom you guys um this is uh You'd almost think it's not how I'm trying to earn my living right now. Cool. Imagine if I had these problems in a comedy club. Guys, can you just, like, move the stage? It's <laughs> physically attached to the building, Chris. Oh, shit. Sorry about that. I'll, I'll come to you then. Uh, um, <clears throat> so, uh, that, by the way, that's a smoker's cough. COVID-free. Been on lockdown for eight months. Haven't been to a bar. Uh, now, we're going to start the game now. 
Uh, so Garrett, you remember how it works, right? You argue or you decide uh, who argued best. It's not about who's right. That's very important because I had a pen and pad. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to keep school. Oh, fucking good man. And yeah. uh, and jump in at any point with questions. Call us on our bullshit. If there are plot holes, um, get at us. Uh, and here it's a uh, uh, it's us, man. We're just going to be duking it out, mind wise. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's five rounds. This is the first round where we're going to do some topics and a speed round, then a regrets round, speed round, then judge's choice round. Uh, so for the first round, we're going to get going here. What topic did you bring? Well, having played this game, uh, with you in the past, I've always found it quite a useful way of talking through things that sincerely upset me and trying to find, and like you being better at finding the funny side of them than I ever am. <laughs> Um, and one thing that's been uh, depressing me a lot recently is um, I, I recently saw my first piece of QAnon graffiti uh, mm. in the UK. Uh, and I was like, oh, right, OK, that's here now. Mm. Um, and obviously viral disinformation generally is very uh, sort of upsetting and concerning. But I think this QAnon stuff specifically really has my, uh, my head in a fizz about it. So I, I would love for you to tell me why the existence of QAnon is a good thing. Okay. Um, just, oh, just uh, uh, in case anyone's wondering what, oh, yeah. I, what I defended for the last time uh, that I hear, uh, I, I uh, unburdened him. He he made me argue why it was a good time that, I, what was it, your grandmother had dementia and died in another country yeah. and you didn't get to see her. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I won that argument. It was awesome. It's so <laughs> good that all those things happened. <laughs> You made me feel a lot better about the, the situation. It was right. It was as I remember as you were unloading sort of the layers of it onto the audience, everybody was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Uh, <laughs> so uh so QAnon, QAnon is the best thing to happen to conspiracy theories. Um <laughs> And because you're never going to get rid of conspiracy theories, they're they're always going to be there. I used to be a conspiracy theory guy myself. Uh, never like that deep. I was just like, spiders are secretly aliens. Like I was, <laughs> I was, because like they're the only animal that sets traps. Uh, they uh, uh, tarantulas work on a hydraulic system. That's not right. That's space problems. Uh, <laughs> um, they are the most adaptable species in the world. I can do this all day. I know a lot about spider aliens. Um, to the point where I was drinking in a bar with a friend of mine, and she brought uh, like a, um, I can't remember what they're called, insect scientist. Just happened to be there. And um, I got four beers in and then decided to spew my spiders or aliens shit. And I, I made, believe this. This I, made <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was open to it being very true. That's where I was. <laughs> And so I was, I, I was like, I gotta run this past you, just because when am I gonna get a chance to do this again? Chris, was this, was this a self-made conspiracy theory, or was this? Yeah, a yeah, no, I, I made this up. This you was on it. me. This is me amassing evidence over the years. What I don't understand is that, like, why would it make things simpler if they were from another planet? Because they still would have had to evolve on that planet and then come here. I or maybe alien god made them. They're too complicated to have just happened. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you're, you're arguing that it's the QAnon is the best thing to happen to conspiracy oh, theories uh, because it comes with a support network of other conspiracy theories, so you're not oh. flapping in the wind by yourself with the spiders one. Close, but I will. I, I'll, I'll get. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So, so with the um, I just, I just want to just as another um example of how good at this I am. I made so many good spiders or aliens points 
this insect scientist had to be like, I, I'm going to have to check some papers and get back to you. And I was like, ha! Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a man humoring you or a woman humoring you. She was really, she really emailed me a couple days later and was like, here's, okay, so here's what's going on with, <laughs> with it's, it's really hard. It's really heartwarming that she was that concerned that she was like, oh, I really do need to send him the reading on this because he seemed very convinced. <laughs> <laughs> She's the kind of person we need talking to these QAnon guys. Uh, but, um, so here's here. So here's why QAnon is so good is because before um, uh, uh, conspiracy theories were uh, sort of uh, they could come out of anywhere. Uh, there was any kind of measure. You never knew what it, what it was going to be. But what's nice about um, having a QAnon, a central force for all of your conspiracy theories, is that um, it gathers them all together. You can identify them easier, and then it's easier to debunk on a mass scale because as soon as we pull down the curtain around this guy, because you, have you heard who it is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that runs 8chan. Um, <laughs> and so uh, so in the Philippines, I think, he's just this crazy guy who sort of took it over. Um, <clears throat> but as a result, it's the same reason why I'm glad that we have the KKK. Because without the KKK, racism would still exist. Without the KKK, we still got racist. But it's not until they put on those hoods that people who aren't racist and aren't affected by it or have to go like, oh, shit, racists are around. So the existence of QAnon makes us go, oh, there's a bunch of crazy fucking people that we have to deal with. This is, this is straight up the whitest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no, but that's but it's because it's be, it's like um, remember that Chappelle thing where it was like um, uh, white people didn't believe that cops were beating black people until it was on the cover of Newsweek. Yeah. And they went, oh, looks like uh, cops have been beating up Negroes like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not until there's something that's so evident to people that are outside of the affected community that something can be done about it. And so Q is that. Q is is the fucking white hood burning cross of um, of conspiracy theories. So now Twitter's had to get rid of them. Uh, Facebook's having to deal with it. Um, moms are probably like checking QAnon as opposed to just porn on their kids' search uh, histories. <laughs> Uh, there's, it's, it's, uh, it's made what was already a problem tackleable. And so even though it's made it seem a lot worse, all it did is it brought a problem that was already there to the surface and now we can deal with it. So thanks Q, whoever you are. My counter argument to this, Chris, would be, I, I take a point that this is sort of the grand unifying conspiracy theory that seeks to explain sort of everything out of this, but didn't we do that like for thousands of years, that has been what anti-Semitic conspiracy theories are, and those haven't been destroyed, even though it's clear that that's what's happening. Yeah, but, like, but they didn't have, like, one organization. That was just, like, a, a lore. And also, aren't you glad the Jews are finally getting a fucking rest? This is the first <laughs> time. <laughs> if nothing else, QAnon has really laid off the Jews. <laughs> it's been... <laughs> so obsessed with pedophiles that <laughs> the ultimate conspiracy theory <laughs> is that this was created by the jewish community <laughs> to get a break <laughs> that would be you would you would reach god tier conspiracy <laughs> <laughs> and a safe lady yeah that's galaxy brain <laughs> that's, that's yeah that's another good thing is he's finally given jews a break thanks q he's really <laughs> i mean he's doing god's work out here <laughs> You got any more anti-Q stuff? Because uh, <clears throat> so far, I mean, I think I'm covering it. 
Um, do you not find it dangerous that it will be very difficult to like deprogram people uh, after this, and it's like you know tearing families apart, that sort of thing? Um, good. Uh, <laughs> that family. Good. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, I don't think most families need to stay together. I think a lot of them, <laughs> you don't want to be a part of it. All you're, all he's doing is giving like the nephew a reason to never talk to the uncle again. That's it's, it's a clean out. And so again, that's, that's all benefit. It's, it's, I know a lot of people that are stuck in families who aren't quite horrible enough for them to cut off, but are so bad that their heart starts racing when their mom calls. And now it's like <laughs> clean sweep, get the fuck out of there. Um, we got we got a comment from uh, one of the streams uh, from Baldy Three. It says, uh, appar "Apparently, QAnon has a similar plot to Doctor Sleep by Stephen King, which See, it's derivative. It's that's that's even worse. <laughs> that's but uh, I thank I thank him for his uh, sloppiness uh, because the more it's like other stories, the easier it'll be to debunk him. So thank you, QAnon, for sticking to a book that nobody read. <laughs> Who picked that up?" <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually a very recent book, isn't it? So it's, it's quite possible that King ripped QAnon off. That would be something. Because oh, what the, if it's well, Stephen King? A couple of years old, and, it's, and then it's, there's and and so there's no ending. It's just like it just rises and rises and rises, and then it's like lost in every other Stephen King book, where it just sort of it's just over. You go, hey, hey, what happened? Here? I would. Um, I mean, I didn't. What is what is the plot for Doctor Sleep? Does anyone know? I know it's the prequel to The Shining, but. It's a sequel. I can't quite remember. Oh, what it was a sequel. Oh, oh, that's right. It's the kid grew up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, um, uh, there are some people who go around being nasty to kids because they basically feed off kids to uh, to get their powers, and um, ah. they, they they feed off kids who can shine. So um, they come back in with Danny, and they all go to the Overlook Hotel, and then you get people who look like the people from The Shining. I was quite tired when I saw it. I watched it after. Uh, a gig. I was trapped in Birmingham for a couple of days. <laughs> I was just looking for somewhere to sit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I didn't realize it was going to come up like this. That's how I saw the Hunger Games. Which is exclusively about the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Too it's tired great. for Dr. Sleep. <laughs> how was Dr. Sleep? There were cup holders. That was great. I had some popcorn and it was warm. <laughs> So that actually, so that that feeding on kids thing. I mean, this is a this is a bit of a digression, but the if he really is following the Stephen King line, I don't know if you guys ever read the Dark Tower series. It was this um, uh, series that went through all of Stephen King's books. It was this weird, like, haunting vision that he had for his whole life, uh, where there was a gunslinger and he was sort of chasing death. And um, and throughout, there was this alien that was trying to destroy all of the universes. And part of it was they would take these kids. And then they would like suck the shine out of them, basically, and that was and how, how many they legs created did this, this black alien hole. Have? Was it eight? It was. Oh man! Oh no! <laughs> was, well, no. There was that. It, it, it turns into a spider, isn't it? The clown turns into a spider in it. So, yeah. is that a big influence on your horseshit? I mean, maybe <laughs> that, book, that book did spook me out. That <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> By the way, have you read the book for that, or have you just seen the movie? Because in the book, there is a sex scene between four children that is very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is. I, have, I haven't read it, but I have heard about that. Yeah. Oh my god, I read it when I was like twelve, and I was like, even oh I'm, I'm these kids' age, and this is wrong. This is, <laughs> this is bad. Yeah, I am not the grown adult man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 
So but, as I'm uh, sitting here, please do check out the wicked Stephen King. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, um, so QAnon. What was um, where were we? We got we got lost in Stephen King. So, you're saying that it's a good thing that it's tearing families asunder because yeah. most families are bad. Uh, yeah, 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 and um, uh, I think that uh, also, I mean, what's what's a better like arc? for a story than falling out with your family coming back a few years later to your hometown because you were disbarred from your law firm for doing coke off a defendant and then you have to move back into your small town this is literally a, a robert downey jr movie um <laughs> and then um and then you see the charm of your old life and your family and you and you reconcile with them i feel like we don't you don't appreciate your family until you haven't spoken to them for 10 years and you reconcile with them and so that's... Does the method of, like, does the reconciliation have to be preceded by them believing that uh, the powerful drink the blood of children? No, but that's a super useful that's one. Like I a, mean, it's a really unnecessarily large. <laughs> I think that allows for a clean cut. That way, you just say, out, as opposed to when it might be a more gradual. Just you stop sending Christmas cards. You know, <laughs> you flip the table. Turkeys everywhere. You storm out. You, you okay so what, what we've got so far so chris you're all going it's excellent because it's sort of an amazon marketplace for conspiracy theories it's got strong branding pulls them all to one place yeah. um and allows uh it's a big branded thing and everybody knows what it is so they know they can fear it like the klu klux Klan, and uh oh, it, it, the, it mobilizes non-believers into fighting against it that kind of yeah, yeah. and uh, and then also kind of not an argument that fits in with that you're also arguing that it's good because it um it busts up families yeah that's uh, just a fringe benefit that's <laughs> okay, okay. We're, we're not we're not saying that's not the principle of your argument and yeah, that's saying, I'm sorry, saying that you... <coughs> that's getting an extra sauce with your nuggets you know that's yeah okay. <laughs> so we'll put that to side one one and uh i hear you're saying that um you don't think the conspiracy theories and hatred need cohesive branding uh, they they exist anyway as an undercurrent, and having them all slapped together and in everybody's face um, doesn't do anything to deal with them at all. It just makes them in everybody's face. Yes. Yeah. And um, also, I am taking a controversial pro-family line. Uh... Pro-family line. <laughs> well, I've got to say, in in you know, in the spirit of the end of uh, lockdown two, where everyone's worried if they're not going to be able to see their family, and that's apparently a huge thing, even though everyone says that they hate Christmas. I've got a I've got a side with R here uh, but... on both of his arguments. I'm afraid. So... Outrageous! Outrageous! <laughs> that is that. I I think you're cute now. How about that? I think. That <laughs> I will say that you fought valiantly, Chris. Thank yeah. you. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen back to this when I when well, I edit it for the podcast, and I'm gonna be like, I won. I fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is what's gonna turn me into a Q guy. I mean, they're out to get me. That's they're trying to hold me down. Yeah. The, the, um, the Q little story about the spiders at the beginning was a nice diversionary tactic before you got yeah. into it. <laughs> but sorry, I've got to give it a shot. I understand. Um, all right, so that's uh, uh, that's 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 the end of the first round. So we're going to go into the speed round now. That was an excellent topic. Thanks, thanks, here. I like that one. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, Garrett, have you got these speed round topics topics in front of you? I do. All forty five of them. Good man. Yeah, I made I made a lot just in case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And uh, if you could just put down a notch for everyone that you for, uh, point for everyone that we win uh, as we go along, that would be great. Uh, here, do you remember how this goes? Uh, Fill me in again. All right, cool. So basically, uh, Garrett's going to say something. Oh, do you want to be for or against whatever he says? 
I will be against. So British every single time. It's amazing. It's like clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, finally, integration. <clears throat> I did. I did one with uh, with an audience. By the way, if you're watching, I'm selling tickets for next week's uh, with Laura Lex as the judge and the audience is in. If you want to play the game, uh, uh, it's five pounds and you can find the link in the chat. Uh, but uh, I did one with an audience a few weeks ago and there was British people on and it, they said against and I was like British every single time. Canadians for every time. And then a guy joined the show halfway through, was Canadian, started the speed round, didn't hear me say that, said four. And I felt like an anthropologist. Uh, <laughs> So uh, you're going to be against. I'm going to be for. Uh, Garrett's going to say a word. You make a quick argument. I make a quick argument. We move on to the next round. We got two minutes to do it. Um, I forgot to set up a two-minute clock uh, for the screen. So unfortunately, the audience won't know when it's up, but I will set one here on my uh, phone. So uh, we got two minutes on the clock. One, two, three. Speed round. Property. Uh, against. Property is theft. Uh, four. What's wrong with theft? Uh, you got a thing and I want it. <laughs> I'm giving it to Chris. Goat. <laughs> goat. Goat? Yeah, goat. Like, like a goat. Like a goat. Or the goat, if you want to go LeBron. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go goat greatest of all time. And I'm going to say against because it stifles ambition. You should want to be able to top that. No one, No one reaches the pinnacle in reality. But that's okay. So I'll say, uh, as a, as a sports fan, goat is great because it it stops us from having to talk about anything real. We can spend five hours going LeBron versus Michael Jordan and never touch any of our feelings, and that's all we <laughs> wanted to do. Next, I'm giving it to R here. Yeah. Um, track, track. However you want to take it. Um, I am against track because it is an incredibly boring athletic event, and I am not only saying that because I'm Jared Alato. Nice. Um, I love track, uh, because it's, uh, 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 oh, fuck, I hate it too. Pass. Next. <laughs> <laughs> cunning. Mm. I am against cunning, uh, because it is a negative quality that is used only in order to secure victory in this game. I am for cunning for very sneaky reasons that I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Chris. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Abby. A-B-B-E-Y, Abby. Uh, right, I'm going to take this as being specifically about Westminster Abbey, and I'm against Westminster Abbey, because once when I was like 23, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to have a day of visiting London landmarks. I grew up in London, and I never see the landmarks. I'm going to visit the London landmark. And I got the cheer, but I got to Westminster Abbey, and they were like, it's 20 pounds. I was like, fuck you, and left. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm, I'm pro Westminster Abbey, because as a, as a foreigner... Once you see the outside of it, you feel like you've seen London and you can just go get drunk. It's like that and Tower Bridge, and you're like, ticked all the boxes. See you later. <laughs> no. I've got to give it to all here. Fair enough. All right, we got time for, oh, we got time for one more. Um, foreigner. Do it here. Uh, Do it. I, am, I am against foreigners uh, in a form of dramatic self-loathing. Okay. <laughs> You're from here. That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm um, I'm pro foreigners because uh, uh, because they make expats look good. It's it's more of a, it's a it's a linguistic trick that makes me safer. Uh, it to Chris. It to Chris. And that's more. the end of this. Okay, one more. All right. Dollar. Dollar. Oh. Mm. Uh, 
I am uh, I'm against dollars uh, because I shall take the Queen's currency and now else. Giving it to R here. Don't even need to hear. Oh, <laughs> bullshit. That was a setup. <laughs> You've done a lot of military gigs. That's a sick salute. Uh, <laughs> all right. So at the end of the speed round, Garrett, what's the score? Uh, the score is four to R here, three to Chris. Actually, sorry, I beg your pardon. R here got um, first round. So it's actually five to R here, three to Chris. So. Oh, shit. This is the first time that I've been behind since I've started doing this. So fucking... Oh. Good job, I hear. Uh, all right, so now we're going to go on to the regrets round. Uh, I hear, have you got anything that you regret? So, so, oh, for the people that are watching, if you haven't seen before, the way the regrets round works is uh, uh, someone will tell me something that they regret, and I argue why it's the best thing they've ever done, or something mm. that they're proud of, and I tell them why they're a piece of shit for thinking that. So, uh, <laughs> I hear, what do you got? Yes. Uh, so, it's a sort of <clears throat> a regret of the past and... A regret that I can already see forming of the future, oh. uh, if that makes sense. You know, I think that uh, one thing that this year has done for a lot of us is that I really regret all of the times that I took what I now understand to be uh, sort of quite um, sort of a, a, a normality that was on shaky foundations. You know. I, I feel like I took a lot of that for granted, and I also regret the fact that as soon as we've all got our guts shot for the Pfizer, I know that I'm going to go back to being exactly like that, and will not like it. Now I'm like, I shall truly appreciate the sun. <laughs> and, and, and it's like, no, I fucking won't. I'm just going to go back to the pub. <laughs> all right. So I think, I mean, I understand the urge to want to like live every day in the present and appreciate the small things. But if you, if you ever met someone who actually does that, <laughs> they're no, fucking, they're fucking insane. They're insane. They're unwell people. They are hacky sackers. They are, um, uh, they, a lot of them are fucking goop suppliers. I'm guarantee, I guarantee you they're Gwyneth Paltrow fucking backups. Um, they're not, they're unwell people. They're, they're unwell that, uh, I, I think that, it's um, it's like wishing you were one of those people that runs a marathon a day. It's like, what are you running from, though? You're not. <laughs> it's, but do you it's not a think it's, maybe, it's a level. Of, sorry. Do you not think that perhaps we just say to ourselves that those are unwell people in order to make ourselves feel better about the fact that actually we kind of wish we were more like that? That's a totally fair question, but I get to see these people on a long timeline, partly because I'm from Vancouver and that's their fucking capital. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they all live, and I hate them. Uh, and also because I'm a bartender, so I used to see their life go if they were regulars. They would come in because I used to work at like really nice cocktail bars, and so they would come in and have like one cocktail and just be like, "Isn't this DJ amazing?" It's like, no, he's, he's playing, he's playing fucking what's that guy with the auto tune and the hat? Uh, buy you a drink again and again. I don't know. It was like it was the early 2000s when I did this, uh, um, but um, yeah, no, they're they're they're. They're unwell. They're hiding from something in their past, and that's why they're so stuck in the future. They're they're time agoraphobes. They are trapped, and it's it's a mental illness. So what's better is that you realize that you haven't done it, and that you realize that you won't do it, but you make the most of it as you can. I think that I think that to try to force anything more will degrade. Will uh, 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 I would. <laughs> I would argue that there is a slight difference uh, between um, 
knowing, for example, that uh, you live in a city where there are great cultural uh, events happening all around you when they used to be happening and wishing that you had taken advantage of that more because now you realize that you can't have it. Mm. I think that there's a difference between that and being a haggy sack single cocktail person. Oh yeah, no, I, it's. I think that you are willfully conflating these things. No, see, I think because because you said that you um you you took everything for granted that it was yeah. going on, and these are people that take nothing for granted, and right. they they're they're it's either there are two extremes to that, which are the the very positive um, insane people and like Buddhist monks, and you don't want to be either. <laughs> Those are the only people. <laughs> That live. Yeah. I lived. I lived in a Buddhist monastery for a while. You don't want to be a monk. It's no good. <laughs> every, time I, dude, every time I play this game, I'm reminded by how absurdly varied your life has been. I've had a really good time. <laughs> um, I'm, give, I'm giving it. I'm giving it to Chris. Yeah. You lived in a monastery. You're a bartender. You're a, a spiders or aliens guy. <laughs> if anything, I'm saying I want to be more like you. As I, I, I've got to, I've got to give it to Chris because you, you wouldn't go into Westminster Abbey. Yeah. It would cost you twenty quid. And then you bring it I was so poor. <laughs> yeah, but it's such an experience. <laughs> you can also, you can break into things like that. I remember when I was in, uh, when I was in the Louvre, or not in the Louvre, um, in Paris. Uh, you know the Arc de Triomphe. Um, yeah. So a uh, uh, big, beautiful arc. It's a, uh, there's a tunnel that you take to walk underneath this huge roundabout. But it cost about like I think ten euros at the time to get there, and I didn't have any fucking money. I was like eighteen. I was traveling around, so I just ran across like a ten lane roundabout uh, to try to break into the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> and it turns out they don't have a fence around it. They're just like, "Hey, man, you risked it. You earned it. Come on." <laughs> Garrett, I would like to point out in my defense about the Westminster Abbey thing that this happened a few months after an event where. I had 26p left in the bottom of my overdraft, went to Tesco, bought some Rizla for 25p, and then had 1p. Uh, and, like, under those circumstances, Westminster Abbey is too expensive. Yeah, but you're not going back there now that you can afford it when lockdown lifts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's... <laughs> yeah, you're never going in. You're going to You're going to watch the footage of Diana's wedding, and that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. So I'm still, still going to give it to Chris for a variety of very good arguments. There. <laughs> Thank you. Thank so you. So we're, we're neck and neck at four points each. I think he's at five because he got that first round. Oh, yeah, he did. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to put yeah, that no on. Problem. Um, uh, uh, are there any, we took care of that uh, pretty quickly. So, um, Garrett, have you got any, any regrets that you want to get off your chest? Yeah. I really regret having a builder smash my house up three days before a national lockdown was. <laughs> <laughs> um, which has led to me living in a premier inn. Um, all right. Yeah, so favoring every moment. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would say, okay. So here's, here's what I would say to that. For anyone else, that's a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I hear can testify to this, for you, it's an opportunity to make memories. Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for the people watching, Garrett is a wonderful, miserable man. And if, if things are going well, he has no idea. Years could pass by. But as a result of shit like this happening, he actually gets involved in the world in his life and he remembers things. He gets in touch with friends. He starts to be a person again. Uh, so I would yeah. say that this is really 
like a, a fucking dream come true for you, man. This is great. Savoring every miserable <laughs> yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say to those watching, I also know Garrett well enough to know that this is the one argument in which Chris is not joking at all. <laughs> <laughs> that is not sequence of true facts. Like, Garrett, you're very much like um, uh, another friend of ours, uh, comedian Glenn Moore. Mm. Uh, and I think that you fit into this uh, as well. You are, you are both men with objectively great lives, every element of which is conspiring against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, uh, this is, this is going to be your show next year. So that's good. <laughs> that's, you got a show out of it. You got the time to write it. You got, I do have the time to write it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I have no, I, I, yeah, all of the, all of my clothes, um, were, were basically taken by the builders and, and put in the like the middle of boxes i can't get to them so I, i've had to be buying this is a four pound t-shirt i bought from sainsbury's like down the road and um you're gonna I, be so, wearing that during the show i guarantee yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah um I, I bought i bought two of them i bought i wasn't being cheap i bought two oh. of them but the, the other one is in the is in the bathroom hanging up because I, I washed it in the sink oh my god this is perfect this is exactly what you needed man this is <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who I'm giving this to because you both. <laughs> we're just in total agreement. On yeah, this one. yeah. I, I, all right, um, I, everybody gets a point. I can't, I can't even argue against that. It's um, it's good. It, it's what they used to call character building stuff. Mm. <laughs> yes, we're, it's. We're saying that like my version of that at 37 is show building stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's um, it's stuff that Calvin and Hobbes, the dad, and Calvin and Hobbes would really approve of. Be <laughs> like, this is good, good for you. I hope the heat gets knocked out, so you really suffer. Um, all right, so oh, yeah, that's it's not, it's not warm in here, man. This is an old premiere in, so I've got this is this is what I've got. Yep, it's oh, and they don't because there's there's no breakfast uh, here because of COVID, and also they won't make the room up. So, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Will they give you like clean sheets outside the door or anything? Or no, um, you've got to you got to ask for them. I, I so I've been here for nine days now. I asked. I'm probably going to ask for some more because um, no. I went to look at the the building progress, and I've got a book in here for another four days minimum. So I'm, oh really? Damn. I'll ask them for some new towels when I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bleak. Glad you're enjoying it, Chris. <laughs> uh, it's so good. What's, what's, what's also really good about this is the fact that we all know you had alternatives. <laughs> 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 that for some baffling reason, you've chosen not to take instead like, of doing this. How many people would have had you in their house? <laughs> it actually got so bad. I had to ask people to stop offering because it was getting awkward. <laughs> I've also got to the situation now where... Um, really with my laws and stuff they are they are like why are you paying to stay in a in a in a premiere inn um and you won't just come and stay at our house and i'm like i need my own space yeah <laughs> yeah and importantly with their daughter your pregnant wife yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she's, she, she's like, there if I i'd be offended <laughs> they did seem to be offended when i came around of course <laughs> We're in your four pound t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, this is just how I live now. Sorry. I put a monetary value on not wanting to be near you. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. that's the most that's perfect so it's self-inflicted <laughs> as well this is absolutely a choice <laughs> Yeah, and that's yeah. the reveal at the end of the show. I didn't have to do any of it, you guys. <laughs> well, when you put it like that, it seems silly, doesn't it? <laughs> fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, all right. So um, we're going to go into the second speed round now. Uh, Garrett, can you get the words up, please? Certainly can. Uh, here, since you were against last time, let's make you four and I'll be against yeah, this time. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, two minutes on the clock. And go. Union. Um, I am in favor of the union uh, because uh, reduction in the unionization of the workforce has led to worsening conditions and pay relative to improvements that were made in an era where there was more unionization. Uh, I would argue that it just uh, showed how few bootstraps were being pulled. And uh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Lack of Unions, for shining a light of truth on how lazy we all are. Uh, next. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, I've got to give that uh, to Chris just because, you know, unions ran this country into the ground until Thatcher sorted the whole place out. <laughs> you forgot who the judge is. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Flesh. Um, I'm in favor of flesh because otherwise you'd just be a skeleton. And every so often I think about the fact that I have a skeleton and it's very distressing to me because I will never meet my skeleton. Uh, and I'm glad that the flesh hides it. Chris? Um, first of all, flesh is a gross word for a very natural thing, which should give us an idea of how fucking wrong it is. Flesh. Uh, and second, I would say that, you know, anything could have covered that. You could have been furry, you know, you know, there's no need for flesh of all the possible options. But furry like, animals still have flesh. Yeah, but they don't have to. Maybe it just grows out of a skeleton. You know, we don't know what could have evolved. Spiders are aliens, guys. Anything's possible. <laughs> okay, I'm giving it to R here. Bible. <laughs> Bible. Bible, yeah. Bible. Uh, I am in favor of the Bible uh, because people put it in drawers in hotel rooms to stop people killing themselves. Well, they used and to. They don't do that anymore. No. Have you but... checked? Have you checked for your Bible? Check right now. Hang on a minute. <laughs> We're gonna pause no the speed drawers. round. There are no, there are no drawers. drawers. Oh wow, that Jesus. <laughs> are there, are, are there no drawers? <laughs> there's no drawers. This is a cubby hole next to the bed, and there's no Bible. How much is this hotel? <laughs> it's actually a very reasonable thirty pounds a night. Oh my goodness, that is incredibly reasonable. Thank yeah. you, Lenny Henry. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so back into the speed round. Um, uh, if the Bible's so great. It's if it's the best fucking story ever told, how come nobody goddamn reads it? The Bible's a lie. <laughs> Giving it to Chris, and we're going with hospitals. Hospitals. Uh, I am in favor of hospitals uh, because having all of the sick people in one place is very efficient. Yes, but you're arguing against. No, no, no he's I'm for, for this. He's for in this one. Oh, for, oh, sorry. Yeah, we swapped, yeah. Um, I'm also for hospitals because we fucking need them right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck hospitals. Uh, <laughs> all we need is a ditch, right, guys? <laughs> that was just... <laughs> I'm getting it more here, sorry. <laughs> Fuck um, Hospital is what, like, a 2020 version of a carry-on film would be <laughs> Fuck Hospital. <laughs> sorry, Van Wilder. Uh, time for one more. Cassette. Cassette. Um, 
I am in favour of cassettes um, because they bring back uh, fond memories of being a child and having the cassette player in the car, which I thought was very futuristic and uh, felt like the family were going places. I was very easily impressed as a child. Um, I am anti-cassette because uh, I, I, I've hit my level of nostalgia with vinyl. Don't bring back tapes. I only have so much money and I know you're going to charge 30 pounds for them. <laughs> Giving it to Chris. Yes. Personal. All right. <laughs> that is the end of the second speed round. Uh, Garrett, what uh, what score are we at? Uh, Chris is on eight, and R here is on eight. Mm. Ooh. Oh, damn. Final round. All right. That's okay. uh, this is such a good game. All right. So uh, last last round is a judge's choice round. So Garrett it has a topic. Uh, neither a here or I know what it is. So um, a here, do you want to be for or against whatever Garrett's about to say? Uh, let's go back to the back to the British way and be against what Garrett's about to say. Strong. That's a, also knowing Garrett. That's probably a very strong position. Uh, so uh, Garrett, hit us for all the for all the marbles. Uh, Peter Morgan, the writer of The Crown, uh, should be hung, drawn, and quartered in London for his negative portrayal of the future king, Prince Charles, in the recently released series four. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wow. Wow. That is, our friend Tom could watch that. Uh, <laughs> we could all go to his house and watch it from his window. Um, uh, I am at a disadvantage here because I've never watched The Crown because I'm not from here and therefore do not care. Um, I think I, I too not being a fan of the crown i think that just baseline information uh so that everyone's on the same page i think that uh basically <clears throat> certain scenes were made up in this new series uh sort of uh, and certain people are very angry at the inclusion of fictional things for dramatic effect uh okay. because they're like this isn't a good way to show the royal family Okay, can we um so, so Garrett was there was there anything in particular about Prince Charles portrayal that bothered you? Well, he's just he's portrayed as a very uh weak and immature person and uh you know that's a very negative portrayal. I just think the idea of portraying your king in a negative way is something we really should bring back hanging for. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so it's not necessarily what's done it. I just think any any negative portrayal of the monarch. Yeah. Okay. Really, really needs to right. That, that being the, the what I what I would say early on is that living in the timeline that we do, where generally speaking, the worst and or funniest outcome is always the thing that happens. Charles will never be king. So guaranteed. That's just straight off the bat. You can't be hang drawing quartering people for dissent against King Charles because there's never going to be a King Charles. Hmm. Fair enough. I um. I, but I would say, you know, just in case, maybe this can be his last act before his son becomes king, is to hang, draw, and quarter someone as like a, a warning. I think yeah. it's, that we, <laughs> you use a warning used to be a shot across the bow, but I think that now it's a hang, drawn, and quartering uh, to keep other people at bay. I would say that in the current environment that the royal family find themselves in, uh, which since everything with prince andrew has i would say been not favorable uh or not a favorable circumstance people like the queen personally but they don't like the family in general and the, the firm as it were i think that if your position is that you want to maintain the monarchy given that the monarchy as an idea is a lot less popular than just the individual person of the queen 
hang drawing and quartering someone for an offence against Prince Charles is probably the surest way of the monarchy ending up being abolished. Uh, see, I, think, I, think really, I think you are really, really, really underestimating <coughs> the public's uh, bloodlust. I was just going to say, you okay. have not been reading the pulse of the country here. If there's anything that they want right now, it's violence. Yeah. And especially pro-country violence. Yeah, jingoistic yeah. <laughs> violence yeah. would be very yeah. yeah, I think it would be it would be their great comeback. It would be... Oh, look, don't get me wrong. I, uh, I'm fully aware that the British public are up for some jingoistic violence. I just think that it's more likely to be targeted against someone who looks like me than it is a guy called Peter Morgan. I think that this, you know, in the way that like Guy Fox was a white guy, I think that this would really open it up again. I think it Guy would just Fox allow was a white for guy, they didn't have any of us back then. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a he was a he was a Catholic white guy, which was sort of a a, a proto. Yeah, um, he yeah. was the packy of his day. All right, <laughs> man, and he would have worn a T-shirt that said that had T-shirts existed at the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I think he so, had it on a doublet. Um, well, I think. Yeah. I think we'll, we're 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 about to do away with the Good Friday Agreement, right? So war's coming anyway. So why not Catholics? Why not just set the set the stage? Just get in. What religion is this writer? Where's he from? What's his deal? Uh, I, I don't know, but as a Catholic, I just want to mm. say, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I, I was I was all up for the fictional um, uh, hanging of of you know uh, dramatists, but. Mm. Yeah. Well, you see, Garrett, this is where it like yeah. it doesn't just stop there. That's the thing. You start calling for the execution of this uh, dramatist, and next thing you know, the wolves are at your door. Yeah, I mean, I think I we all know that the next group is always Catholics. I think it's always the first. I was more just generally like suggesting the idea that you know the monarchy, if it wants to get back to things, needs to just Henry the Eighth the shit out of something. Just one thing, and just be what, like, so come just on, then, and be like, kill Camilla. <laughs> 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 Are you getting back into your conspiracy theories now? <laughs> they've, already, they've already they've already popped off one of his wives. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so Camilla gets a divorce. Lucky bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you were the third wife, you would be very insecure around your neck region. Yeah. Why do, why doesn't it go like died lucky beheaded <laughs> lucky <laughs> nailed it. Um. Yeah, no, I think um, I think if England wants to go back to the country that it was, I think it's important that it starts from the monarchy down, uh, which begins with capital punishment for mocking any member of the royal family. And then it goes down to, uh, I guess, not paying your loans. That's a very important one. Um, we get back debtor's jail. Very important. That's a We can turn all the museums that used to be debtor's jails back into debtor's jails. <laughs> that's, that's a great idea. That is a very good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if England wants to go back, then let it go back. If it want, if that's the time that the English people have democratically decided they want to return to, then give in to them, and it's the will of the people. I say stocks, <laughs> debtor's jail, capital punishment. I would say that as someone who is currently speaking to you from a building that was previously the site of a Victorian debtor's jail, um, this your line of argument would lead me homeless. Uh, which is something that I am very much against. Unless you don't pay your debts, and then you can just move straight back again. <laughs> just stop paying rent. Yeah, free of charge. Oh my god, I can stop paying rent and stay here. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's a perfect solution. I don't know what you're complaining about. This is this is the okay, renting fine. version of fine with now. But it's the, the hand drawing and quartering thing is where I draw the line. This is this is Chris's renting version of of legging it into the the Arc de Triomphe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, right, so uh, I hear you don't think we should bring back hanged or quartering for offending senior members of the royal family on the grounds that I was, Hold on, I was, the, the specific query was about Prince Charles, right? And I think that the public would have a very different attitude towards, if someone had a go at the Queen... The Queen's quite maligned in the new series of, 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 of The Crown, so, you know... Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You've got to you've got to agree on the terms of the thing. The terms of this thing were about Prince Charles. <laughs> he knows no he lost. He knows about he lost. <laughs> um, I, th I think on, on on those exceedingly reasonable grounds, um, I, I I have to give this to R here. Oh God damn it! On a technicality, this is <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, My favorite sort of victory by default. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is. Eight points to Mr. Crit Betts and nine points to Mr. Ahish Shah. God damn it. Well played here. Good job. Good job. Very well argued. A, a worthy foe as always, Chris. Ah, this was so much fun. I can't believe I lost. This is outrageous. I think I've lost every time so far in this podcast. What what kind of person puts out a podcast where they keep losing their own game? In my defense, I do not care about the royal family at all. And so trying to... I'm not even necessarily against them. I just think it's silly. I feel the way about them as I do like chinchillas. Like, I don't, I don't care. You know, it's, they're there and that's fine. Don't hurt them, but don't vaunt them, you know? It's all just very silly to me. So well done, Ahir. Good job. You played the game very well. I still think I won, but, you know, what are you going to do? The judge's decisions are final. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to listen to our post-show episode, you can do it on my Patreons, patreon.com slash MrChrisBets. It's only three pounds a month because I know everyone's broke. Uh, I don't want to be taking away too much money, but that's 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 the price of half a pint of beer in the UK. So once a month, you can do that. You get the extra episodes. You'll get some uh, some Patreon-only episodes. I think it's uh, I think it's well worth the money, but again, if not, I totally get it. I'm going to be back next week, live streaming on uh, Wednesday, the 25th with Lorelex. I'm doing a versus the audience. You can buy tickets for that. It's five pounds a ticket. That's more than my Patreon. That's crazy. But you get to participate. I'll be arguing with you and your friends. So get your tickets. Get involved. Lorelex is fantastic. She was so much fun last time, like I said before. I think it's going to be great. Uh, make sure to follow Ahir and Garrett. They are on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Ahir is at, at Ahir Shah. Uh, Garrett is at uh, Millerick Comedy. And check out Garrett's comedy albums put out by 800 Pound Gorilla, who will also be putting out an album by me, which I will be announcing later on. It was all pushed back because of COVID. So what should have come out probably this fall, maybe last spring, is now Angels Away. But they're a great company. They put out two of his albums. One was Smile, and the other one was Sunflower. You can watch the clip of him performing on Conan O'Brien, which he got to do when he released his first album. It's so funny. You really like it. Is there anything else? Let's see. Next week's show, follow Garrett and Ahir. I think that's it. Well, thanks again for listening to Chris Best Verses. Uh, please uh, subscribe and rate it and leave a comment if you can. Five stars helps because then more people find it. And, uh, and it makes, makes me feel all warm inside. You know, it's cold out there. So uh, give, give me a little five-star hug. Take care of yourselves. I hope you're all well. I will talk to you next week. Bye.